Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Bellingham, Washington, to Burnaby, British Columbia, and from Portland, Oregon, to wherever it is that the rain or the snow or hopefully a big bright moon is shining down upon you tonight. Welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. On tonight's program, we're actually going to talk a little bit about an outdoor sport, golf. The brand new director for Concordia, the director of golf there, Lindsay Aho, will join us a bit later tonight on GNAC Insider. Michael Provenzano from the Simon Fraser University men's basketball team, the leading assist man in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, is going to join us as well. And at the top of tonight's GNAC Insider, the leading scorer among women's play in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, forward Kelsey Rogers from the Western Washington University women's basketball team, sophomore forward, joining us tonight from Bellingham. Kelsey, thanks for taking time for us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Of course, thank you for having me. As I mentioned, the top women's score in GNAC, 15.3 points a game. You're also tied for 10th in the league in rebounding. It's better than six a contest. But in this day of scoring, this DNA of scoring, when the three-point shot is so much A in vogue and B very important in putting up a lot of points, I was looking at your stats line today. And I noted that you have only taken one and made one three-point shot this season. So talk a little bit about your game and where you're doing most of your damage when it comes to scoring points. Um, yeah, so I'm, I go back and forth between the four and the five on my team. So mostly working high well with the other post. Um, but, yeah, so I like to stay more inside and stay close to the basket, sometimes going mid-range, but I get back to the basket a lot, so that's where I usually tend to stay. All right, so a lot of the high-low action, and I know that is something that uh, that Western Washington University likes, that kind of high-low action from the post positions. Saying that, while you haven't taken many three-point shots, do you feel comfortable when you're out there behind the line? If if one is needed to be taken, do you feel confident in your long-range game as well? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I practice and cut time into shooting, so I think if the situation were to come, I feel comfortable with it. But like I said, just knowing my role is usually closer to the basket. Do you remember the one shot you took this year from behind the arc, what the, what the situation was and why you decided to take the deep one? Uh, yeah, it was, I want to say, under the – third quarter, the shot clock running down, just tried moving the holes and the opportunity came and seemed to be a lower situation, so I decided to fire it and got fortunate that winning. Well, you say you got fortunate on that, but when you let it go, did it feel good? 
Yeah. I, I was, I was, it felt good, yeah. Okay. Western this year, fourth place in the GNAC with a record of 10-6, and 6-3 six, six and three in Great Northwest Athletic Conference play. But you're coming off a real nice win, a 75-67 victory at St. Martin's on Saturday. Western actually erased a 14-point deficit to earn the win down there on the road. You had 10 points in that contest. Tell us a little bit about that come-from-behind effort from the Vikings. And are the Vikings playing better basketball now as we have approached and turned the corner past the midway point in the season? Um, yeah, it was definitely a big win for us. I think the best team basketball we've played so far this season, so we're hoping to build and continue off of that. Um, yeah, I think we're reaching a turning point um, knowing each other's roles and figuring out how to improve individually so we can help improve the team overall as well. Well, you are coming into one of your biggest weekends of the year. On Thursday night, you are going to be at home to take on the nation's number one team, the Northwest Nazarene Redhawks. Then Saturday night, Western's big rival, Central Washington, comes to town. Now, again, you're only a sophomore there, so you haven't played in a lot of the rivalry games yet and things like that. But saying that, is this the biggest weekend of basketball that has been played in your career there at Western Washington? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big weekend. I mean, like you said, I'm only a sophomore, but teams last year and they were always really exciting games and always had a lot of energy to them. So I'm excited, excited to see what happens. You are, as we mentioned, a sophomore. You prepped down there in Bothell, played at Linwood High School. What was it about, A, the athletic program, and, B, the student part of the equation that made you a student athlete there in Bellingham? Um, I'd say athletically, you know, I was, um, I had just seen Western play a lot just because they were relatively close to home. So I was able to get to watch their program and get to see how our coach Carmen Dolfo led the program. And it was actually similar to how my high school did things, like just lots of respect for the head coach, you know. A successful program so I was just really that's what I was looking for when I was deciding where I wanted to play so athletically that's what drew me to western basketball and then uh, academically I had just like heard great things about all the indi- all the individual programs and I had some friends who had gone there before so they told me that they enjoyed the school and the professors so that's what drew me there academically. You're only a sophomore, and I don't know if you've decided your career field or your career path just yet, but do you have any inklings of where you want to go with a degree from Western, and if so, what will that degree be in? Yeah, I haven't quite, I haven't decided what my major will be, but um, after I graduate, just whatever I do, hoping to live meaningfully and mm-hmm. hopefully make a positive difference and and make connections with people. Okay. 
Well, Kelsey, I appreciate you making time for us tonight. A big weekend. Again, the nation's top-ranked team heading into Bellingham. Northwest Nazarene will be there Thursday night in Carver Gym. And then Saturday night, Central Washington heads across the mountains to play up in Bellingham as well. So both of those big, big games up there, I know there's going to be big crowds, but if you haven't made your plans yet, you should get out and watch Kelsey Rogers and the Western Washington University women's basketball team in those big games this coming week. Kelsey, again, thanks for joining us tonight. Have a lot of fun this upcoming weekend, and good luck the remainder of this season and throughout your career there at Western Washington. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kelsey Rogers joining us tonight from Bellingham here on GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. We will go from the women's basketball court, not only to the men's side, but just across the border from Bellingham, Washington, up to Burnaby, British Columbia. We'll do that when GNAC Insider resumes right after this. Time out. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with the cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Why choose Western Washington University? Go to school in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns, minutes from both the mountains and the sea. Ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. The number one producer of prestigious Fulbright scholarships in the nation among public master's granting institutions. The number one medium-sized school in the nation for graduates who join the Peace Corps. Western Washington University. Active minds, changing lives. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. My pleasure now to be joined by Michael Robinzano, a uh, great junior basketball guard from the Simon Fraser University team. And I say great, and I mean it, because right now he leads the GNAC in assists per game at better than five a contest, averaging 10.8 points a game as well. Michael, thanks for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Hey there, thanks for having me. Uh, well, thank you for joining us tonight. Really, really appreciate it. We're talking about your uh, assist numbers there. And and individually, that's an important statistic. I don't think there's any question about that. But what equally is of importance, I think, to most basketball teams, and I want to get your take on this, is the amount of assists that all of the players combine for and then how you take care of the basketball as well. In that regard, Simon Fraser, number two in the GNAC and assists per game at 17 a contest, and you're number two in the conference in assist to turnover ratio at three a game, plus three per contest. So 
when uh, when you're doing your your drills and you're going through all your practices, is that a big point of emphasis for this team? Not only do you want to make the pass that leads to a basket, you want to make sure you don't make an errant pass that's going the other way on you. Absolutely. Well, um, we've we've definitely got a lot of weapons this year, and I think that uh, probably speaks to you know the increased assists. Um, you know, we share the ball. We're confident in each other. And, uh, you know, coach is always talking about making the right play. And, uh, you know, on the other hand as well, on the, with turnovers, of course, uh, we, we definitely emphasize trying to take care of the ball. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think it's extremely important. It's definitely something that we emphasize as a team every day. I'm really interested to compare season over season statistics. As I mentioned, you're averaging just above, uh, well, just below 11 points a game this year. You were just under nine last year. Last year, you had a team-leading assist total as well, 4.1 per game. This year, you're up to 5.1. Now, those statistics show certainly a little bit of numeric growth, but do you feel that you have grown in other ways as a player, and are you a more confident team leader this year than you were a year ago? Oh, well, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I've always prided myself on being someone who who puts a lot of time in. Um, I wasn't... uh, I wasn't blessed with uh, some of the athleticism or, or height or strength that, you know, some people may be blessed with. So I, I found that I have to have to get it done in other ways. So um, this summer, actually, a big goal of mine was to improve my catch-and-shoot game. Uh, I, I had a bit of a hitch in my shot last year, and uh, my goal was to really try to work on that and, and try to get that out just because I know it'll make me a more consistent three-point shooter. And uh, that's that's one part of my game that I do feel more confident in as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I was uh, looking at uh, the schedule. Uh, the team, Simon Fraser, eight and eight on the year. That includes a big one twelve one oh seven victory in triple overtime against Montana State's Billings this past Saturday. In that game, you scored thirty two points. That is your season high. You had six assists. And what surprised me more than anything was uh, you, that was the first time all year long that you had led the team in scoring during a particular game. Were, were you just feeling really good offensively this past Saturday night in that victory? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I think I caught fire for a little bit and I was definitely feeling good. Um, it's always nice when you hit your first couple shots, uh, I came off a couple screens and they went under and I was able to knock down a couple threes early on and uh, definitely boosted my confidence. But, um, you know, I mean, like I said, we have a lot of weapons. Um, and I mean, I, my assists uh, speak more than anything to my teammates and the fact that my teammates are scoring the ball so well because uh, I, I certainly can't get an assist without them. Um, but, you know, at, at the same time, I guess, um, you know, I, I do pick my moments and, you know, on, on this particular day, I guess I just happened to get caught and, and, the, and it worked out. Well, the team right now, eight and eight at the midway point as we're getting into the second half of the season. You are home this coming weekend facing Alaska Anchorage on Thursday and then Alaska on Saturday. What are you going to have to do to uh, get two more conference wins at home in those two games? Um, well, we're definitely going to have to be disciplined. That's the first thing that always comes to mind uh, when you're playing a team like Anchorage. Um, you know, they just take care of the ball so well. Uh, they don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. 
they defend extremely well. Um, so, you know, we, we can't allow them to turn us over. Uh, we can't allow them to dictate the speed of the game as well. You know, they like to play slow. They're, they're more than comfortable with winning games in the 50s or low 60s. Um, you know, so we have to take the opportunities that we have, you know, when we get stops and rebounds to push the ball in transition and try and beat them that way. Um, yeah, at the conference play this time of year, you know, everybody knows what everybody does. There's so much film out there that it just comes down to, to who's going to execute the scout better, who's going to be more disciplined, and who's going to take the other team out of what they want to do. So uh, I think if we do that, then I like our chances. Michael Provenzano from the Simon Fraser University basketball team is joining us here tonight. Now, he actually is a transfer from Lake Superior State in Michigan. I was looking up a little information about you, and I see that you, uh, you come from a place called London, Ontario. And I'm a bit of a, a geography kind of geek, i got to admit. And I wasn't exactly sure where that was, and I looked it up on a map, and I realized that if you draw a straight line, essentially from Detroit to Toronto, London, Ontario is about midway between those two points on the map. So I guess my question for you is, first of all, why Lake Superior State? And then secondly, why leave there and go all the way across Canada to Simon Fraser? Um, well, uh, yeah, so London's actually just two hours from Toronto, two hours from Detroit, uh, which was great for basketball for me growing up, um, two great cities to go and play. Um, and uh, I actually I did my last three years of high school in uh, North Carolina. So my last two years of high school in North Carolina and, um, you know, it was a great experience and uh, I've been no stranger to, to living in the States and I loved my experience. And uh, when I, when I decided to commit to Lake Superior State, it was, you know, just because it felt like the best fit for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, things didn't work out quite how I'd hoped. And uh, I was looking for, for a change. Um, they had a great point guard by the name of Akemji Williams. He's just, unbelievable point guard one of the best guys I've ever played against and I uh, was looking for for somewhere that I could help the program grow and uh, improve and, and be a part of that process and there was no better place to do that um, than at SFU it's nice for me that I get to live in Canada as I'm Canadian but I also get the division two and NCAA experience which um, you know coming from someone who has been playing against Americans for a while who's lived in the states and I've I've seen that incredible sport culture that uh, is, is so entrenched in the U.S. and is such a big part of, of what you guys do. Uh, it was a great, great uh, plus for me that I would have that experience as well. So I think that's what the decision came down to. Michael, what are you studying there at Simon Fraser? I study health sciences. What do you, what do you see yourself doing once you graduate? You know, if you ask me that question – Three years ago, I would have said that I wanted to go to med school, and that was my goal. Um, but, you know, somewhere along the line, things changed. You know, you learn about yourself. And uh, I, I really think that I belong in the game. And uh, I would like to really, uh, I would like to really uh, continue with the game and, and get into coaching, hopefully at the university level someday. That's the goal. So. Well, you are a very well-spoken young man, and I tell you one thing, you sound like you've got the, the, uh, certainly the knowledge of the game to make yourself a very, very good coach. So I want to wish you a lot of success in that endeavor. A lot of success as well, uh, continuing this season and beyond for you, Michael Provenzano from the Simon Fraser basketball team. 
Thanks for joining us tonight from Burnaby. Good luck this weekend, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to talk again before too long. Absolutely. Looking forward to that, and thanks for having me. GNAC Insider, I'm Robert Lowry, and time for us now to turn our attention to last week, the weekly GNAC wrap-up. Well, as I mentioned, we are midway through the basketball seasons now. In men's play, St. Martin's tops the GNAC with a 7-1 and record. The Saints also own the best overall record at 14-2. and That includes wins at Western Oregon and Concordia last weekend. That team, the Saints, are now 13th in the country. In women's action, Northwest Nazarene remains the lone undefeated team in the GNAC. The Nighthawks are 16-0 and and are the top-ranked women's team nationally, this after taking down Montana State Billings on Saturday. 12th-ranked Alaska Anchorage currently on in, in second place and on an eight-game winning streak of its own. And in indoor track and field, a trio of Concordia performers earned GNAC honors after impressive showings at the Ed Jacoby Invitational in Nampa. Junior Adam Brown ran the fastest 200-meter time in the GNAC this season at the meet, while sophomores Macy Allen placed third in the 60 meters and fellow sophomore Chelsea Bone did likewise, placing third in the pentathlon. And that's what happened last week around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We bring up Concordia there. Well, from indoor track for Concordia, we're going to go outdoors and talk to the school's director of golf, we will do that when GNAC Insider comes back at you right after this timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. When I first came to SFU, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. When I got into my second semester, I suddenly wasn't so sure what I wanted to do anymore. So I started to explore a little bit. Archaeology, communications, history, even kinesiology. And then I decided to go on exchange to France for a year. I was an orientation leader for a year, became a community advisor in residence, helped start a choir. I even took a rowing course. After SFU, I have lots of possibilities of what I could do, but whatever I do, I know I'll be ready for it. Back on GNAC Insider, I'm Robert Lowry, and my pleasure now to introduce myself and introduce you as well to the new director of golf for Concordia University, Lindsay Aho. Lindsay, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us here tonight. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm very excited to meet you for for several reasons. Uh, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about your career. But I also want to talk about something you're bringing to the community down there in just a couple of moments. Now, you are now in your first season at Concordia, but you've got a long professional background. You played collegiately on Concordia between 2008 and 2010. And then you went on tour professionally on the Symmetra Tour, the Cactus Tour, and the Canadian Tour from 2013 to 2015. Talk a little bit about what it was like playing professional golf on those various tours. Um, I had a blast. I think one of the coolest things for me was I came from a really small school. You know, I came from Concordia, and at the time we were an NAIA school. And most of my golf career and what I've done, I've kind of flown under the radar. Um, And so I would play in these tournaments, and no one really knew who I was. And in my first season – of playing and professionally, I ended up winning 
the Northwest Women's Open in Seattle. And so that was kind of cool for me because at the time, I mean, I wasn't even invited to play in the pro-ams that a lot of the girls get to play in and that kind of stuff. And so it was nice to kind of say, yeah, I'm, I'm from an NAIA school, went to Concordia. We had about 1,500 students, and I'm here to play. So that was a really cool experience for me. Um, but I had I had a great time. I got to travel around during that time. You know, I played Metro and Cactus and Canadian Tour, so I got to play all over the United States and on, also in Canada. And you were also a participant on a Golf Channel program. I, I'm sorry to say I, I, I never saw this called the Big Break Florida. Talk, uh, tell yes. me about that show. Yeah, it was. That was another cool opportunity that I had. Um, you end up playing in a lot of different golf competitions, and someone gets eliminated each week. And I was able to go and try out for the season. I actually did a little video, sent it in, um, and they picked me to go on the show. A lot of it is. Uh, you have one chance to hit a shot. And so it, a lot of the nerves and the pressure and having to get out of your head, that kind of stuff, that, that's the biggest gameplay of the big break. But if you win, you get full year paid for on Symmetra Tour, which is a big deal. It's, uh, you know, a tournament costs anywhere from $500 $600. So you get a whole year paid for. Uh, there's other prizes that go along with that, that as well, travel and um, – you know, equipment, different things like that, that go along with it. So it was a huge opportunity for me. Unfortunately, I didn't win, but it led to a lot more opportunities for me. Um, And I I think a lot of that too helped me in in the position I am now as a coach. Well, okay. That's exactly what I wanted to get to next. You Mm -hmm. have tremendous professional experience. You have this reality television experience as well to go along with your golf career at the school at which you are now the director of golf. How do all those experiences, you being an alum there, your professional career, this television exposure, how does that all funnel down now into the position you now hold? I think a lot of that is it just puts things into perspective. You know, when you're out coaching, it's not just coaching. There's so many other things that go along with it. Uh, you know, for us being a smaller school, a lot of that comes down to fundraising. A lot of that comes down to being able to uh, speak to people and get, you know, showing that you have a program that's worth someone coming to it. And so for me to be able to even say to players and recruits that I did it, I played. If if it's something that you want to go and try professionally playing golf, I can step in and I can help you with that. But these are the things that you need to do. So from a recruiting aspect, it's huge. Um, From fundraising and that kind of thing, I had to do a lot of my own um, fundraising and find sponsors and that kind of stuff for my own self as well. So that's a big part of that. And I also, I think one of the biggest things for me is I helped out in youth groups from the time I was, you know, out of high school, even when I was in high school. And that aspect of mentorship is probably my biggest passion Um, And so I think that for me, I look at it as, yes, we are playing golf, but how do we become our best self? And so I think a lot of the time, I think a lot of the time being your best self also helps you be the best player you can be too. You know, scores follow it. And that is exactly where I wanted to go in this conversation next, because you are doing just that. (laughs) 
that is not something you only believe in. That is something you're instilling in your team. Because I understand that you, a number of your golfers, I don't know if it's both the men's and women's squads, but certainly a good number of them, and the Portland Parks and Recreation Department teamed up for these instructional nights for men and women that are being held a couple of times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, at, at various sites. I guess about four of them around Portland. And this is something yeah. that's going to continue through February 7th. Talk to me why that was important and the role you and your players have in these type of uh, events. Yeah, I think my whole life I was taught by my parents and my mentors around me that, you know, if you can give back and you can help in any way, that it's, it goes way more beyond just helping. It's, it's good for the soul. You know, it's good for you to kind of get outside of your own head and see that there's bigger things out there. And then it also helps out your community. Um, but for us, we really wanted to find a way to help out in our community, but also show that there's not only a certain group of people that can play golf. Luckily, I have a huge um, group of golfers on the team that they're very much in that mindset as well they want to volunteer and they want to give back because they had a lot of people give back towards them and one of my friends who's vincent vincent johnson he runs the um portland public parks or portland parks he runs their golf program as well he's the director of golf there was also on big break so he was on the show before i was and he played professionally for about three years as well and so I knew who he was just from our circles crossing and um, I reached out to him and I said, one of the guys on our team, he's actually our captain on our team right now. His name is Jackson. He really wanted to volunteer with the guys team, but also make it something that was with the youth and with golf. And that's kind of how it all blossomed. We started saying, how can we make this happen? Vincent stepped right in and said, let's start doing clinics. Let's show that we can have, high schoolers from around the area that maybe they show up to tryouts, not even knowing how to grip the golf club. And let's, let's show them the basics so that they can come to tryouts more equipped and also grow the game of golf. And so that's kind of how it all happened. And it's been amazing so far. We have every one of the, everyone on the girls team has volunteered as well. So we have the girls volunteering, we have the guys volunteering, and um, I, it's a huge part for me to always continue to give back. And it's really awesome to see now our players seeing the benefit and our players wanting to jump in. Well, Lindsay, I tell you, I, I wish we had a, a ton more time to talk. You have an absolutely fascinating story. You're doing a great job down there at your alma mater. And by the way, I, I think we should give credit where credit is due. You brought up the name of Jackson. You're talking about Jackson Daskalos. Uh, one of the yeah. uh, standouts on your on your men's team down there. As a matter of fact, he and, and your men's squad back in action February 4th down there in Vista, California. The women in action at the Point Loma Invitational that same day. So the uh, the spring golf campaign just getting set to get underway. And Lindsay Yaho, the new director of golf at Concordia, her alma mater, will uh, lead the teams into those upcoming invitationals. Lindsay, I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it's been to talk with you tonight. Uh, I'll guarantee you we're going to have you back on, GNAC Insider. You've got a lot more to talk about, and we'll have you back on certainly very, very soon. But thanks for joining us tonight down there in Portland. 
thank you very much. No, it was an honor for me. So thank you very well, much. Well, an honor for me as well. I, I'll be quite frank about that. That's Lindsay Ajo joining us tonight from down at Concordia. Well, around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference in men's basketball, 11 games are on this week's schedule. A showdown tonight in Lacey between first place St. Martin's and second place Seattle Pacific headlines that slate. Right now, St. Martin's is up 36-27 to over the Falcons. That is a game that you can watch right after GNAC Insider, and I would encourage you to do so on GNAC.tv. In women's action, the regular season continues with 11 more games. Top-ranked Northwest Nazarene will be back in action twice, facing Western Washington on Thursday in Bellingham and Simon Fraser two nights later in Burnaby. Both those games will tip off at 5.15 p.m. That's Pacific Standard Time. In indoor track and field, nine GNAC teams will be in action this week in events in Seattle and Colorado Springs, Colorado. Remember that for the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACsports.com. That's where you can find stats, news, standings, and anything you'd want, frankly. Also, you can connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider. We will do so right after this timeout. The Wright brothers had a vision to do the impossible. Through perseverance, courage, and drive, their passion took flight. At Concordia University, this kind of revolutionary thinking is part of our DNA. Our MBA students don't learn in a lecture hall. They work as a team on actual case studies. And they appreciate how the evening, weekend, and online options make it easy to fit school into their busy lives. Free textbooks, iPads, and generous scholarships are available too. Concordia MBA grad Dan Reese sums it up like this. The connections you make in a cohort program are really powerful. You build relationships, you're solving problems together. Everyone makes a commitment to be part of this process. I've built relationships that I know I'll use through the rest of my career. With a Concordia MBA, students learn to question, challenge, problem solve, and collaborate, thinking in new ways to make a positive impact in the workplace. Let your thought revolution begin at ConcordiaMBA.com. That's ConcordiaMBA.com. Well, just time to say a big thank you to all the guests on tonight's GNAC Insider. I want to thank, once again, Director of Golf at Concordia, Lindsay Ajo, Michael Provenzano, Simon Frazier, men's basketball standout guard, and Western Washington University forward center, Kelsey Rogers, for joining us tonight on GNAC Insider. Also, thanks, as always, to our producer, Connor Pelton. Thanks to GNAC Commissioner Dave Hagland and Thanks to you for joining us again right now on GNAC.TV. It's halftime and St. Martin's and Seattle Pacific are playing. GNAC.TV will have all the second half for you coming up. It's 39-27 at the half in that contest. Well, until next Tuesday, you can now consider yourself a GNAC insider. I hope we talk to you next Tuesday. Until then, I'm Robert Lowry, your host, saying... So long for now. You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.